0: Well, okay. apart from the general chaos of um, this planet, yeah, it's, it's echoing everything else that's not working.
1: I hear you. Here, let me hit my, my intro. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Typical Skeptic Podcast. I have back another fascinating guest, um, someone whose work I believe in uh, uh, for what she's doing for humanity, helping humanity, and who I'm speaking about is Mary Rodwell. She's recognized internationally. It was one of Australia's leading researchers and writers in the UFO and contact phenomenon areas. Mary's the author of the highly acclaimed book, Awakening, How Extraterrestrial Contact Can Transform Your Life and producer of the EBE award-winning documentaries, Expressions of ET Contact, A Visual Blueprint, Expressions of ET, and uh, her new book, New Human, which describes and documents Star Children, which was released in late 2016. Mary is the founder and principal of Australian Close Encounter Resource Network, ACERN, which was established in 1997 to provide professional counseling, support, Hypnotherapy and information to individuals with their families to with anomalous, paranormal experiences and abduction contact experiences. Mary is also the director and chair and experience experiencer support programs of Dr. Edgar Mitchell Foundation for research into extraterrestrial encounters and an advisory committee on member of Exopolitics. Mary has also organized the inaugural Hidden Truths International Conference held in Perth, Western Australia, in 2003. She's researched over more than 3,000 cases and suggests extraterrestrial crimes are a global phenomenon. This is an event new humans referred to as star children. And I want to give her a big warm welcome to the show, back to the show. Mary, thank you for coming on. How are you?
0: I'm good, Rob. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me again.
1: Yeah, This is going to be amazing. Now, um, I, I wanted to start off and kind of just let you riff on what you've been, where your research has taken you, because I know we've covered a lot of topics in the past. So if you want to kind of tell... Tell the audience a little bit about yourself uh, from what I haven't already done. And then like what your, where your research has taken you recently?
0: Well, let's pray see it. For those that don't know, my background is nursing midwifery. Um, I then went into being a professional counselor for the rest of my life, really, along with um, the work that I've been doing from very conventional um, support for people, you know, on this planet Um, whether it's relationships or um, grief and and bereavement, all those kinds of issues that I worked with in the past. But what it it gradually led me to was a lot of spiritual um, issues that people were having, you know, people who'd had near-death experiences or out-of-body experiences or other anomalous kinds of experiences, which got me to broaden my focus more and more on what I call the multiple... Multidimensional nature of uh, consciousness. Who are we? What are we? Um, we're certainly not just a biological container. Um, we've now discovered more and more that this, even with ufology and the, the nuts and bolts where I got led into with people having encounters with non human intelligences, you know, with a whole range of awareness that comes with that, was that what we were realizing and some of our research. Um, with the Dr. Edgar Mitchell Free Foundation, where I'm a co-founder with, with um, Dr. Rudy Shield and Ray Hernandez. And of course, Dr. Mitchell's no longer with us. But what we are discovering more and more from the, the um, research that we did was out of 4,200 people that they said consciously that they were aware that 75% of their experiences were out of body. So what we're looking at,
1: Oh, you froze up. I never have a problem with this software. I wonder what's going on. Mary, you still there? Yeah, people's experience. Oh, we're back. I don't know. You, what happened. you froze up. I don't know what happened. I never have a problem with this software. I have no, I don't know what, you know.
0: Uh um, we won't go there, um, but th- the primary thing is that I want you know to convey is where it's taken me from very much the nuts and bolts of people seeing craft and talking about their experiences from a very physical level is that many are also saying that they've had experiences out of body onboard craft where it's changing the way that we look at this not just from a very tangible 3D level but from a multi-dimensional level where many of these intelligences are interacting and that's why we get telepathic downloads where people um, also are aware that sometimes they're on the craft but they're not in physical form. So it's com- you know it's changed the format from what I first went into in 1997 when I was working with people where it was very tangible marks on the body, shaved areas, Finding themselves outside with all the doors closed and all this kind of thing, to actually having out of body awareness and contact. So it's really taking a whole new format, which I call human consciousness and our multidimensional selves.
1: I wanted to ask you: Do you think this we're getting freezing because like that's like like they don't want us to get this information out? Do you find that do you have that problem often? We might as well let the cat out of the
0: bag. Um, I have to say yes. Um, Especially when I seem to be touching dodgy kind of what they will see as dodgy material that they don't want out. So I'm, you know, people say, well, is that, you know, conspiracy or whatever? Absolutely. It's a conspiracy, but it's not a theory.
1: Yeah, I would agree. I I totally agree. Now, what I wanted to ask you was, um, so these encounters are happening on an astral level. That's very interesting. Like, because, you know, but back in like the 70s, 80s and 90s, I think a lot of people thought that it was more of a physical contact phenomena. But like, maybe we didn't understand our contact back then, whereas now we're getting a better understanding of how our contact is happening. Is that correct?
0: It's absolutely correct. And that's why it's been difficult for those in the more conventional study of ufology. You know, they've got the pictures of the craft. They are interested in how many saw it, you know, missing time. All this kind of thing was very tangible, whereas it's a lot less tangible and much harder to re, re, you know, research. If you're looking at something where someone is having interactions, but it, their body's still in their bed, but they are consciousness is actually on board craft. And this is when you get 4,200 people saying that 75% of their encounters are out of body, that's very, very significant. And it's something that makes it harder for the, what I call the nuts and boltsers to come to terms with, because they've got no way of proving that in the way that we normally like to prove things in a more tangible way.
1: Yeah. Now. One one of the things I wanted to ask you, and we, we've covered this before, but I think it's very important because it goes into your research. Your book, The New Human, deals with what you call an extraterrestrial upgrade to our species. Can you get into that?
0: Well, one of the interesting things that I noticed with many of my clients is that there was an intergenerational link for their experiences. In other words, if they were having experiences, it's very likely one or both parents were having some form of experiences, grandparents, et cetera, et cetera. So then when I was looking at the children, because many of the parents are saying, I think my kid's having it as well. They talk about going through walls. They talk about being taken on the craft. They talk about what they're being taught on the craft and what have you. But what was fascinating about that, what was this upgrade that seems to be going on when in many areas their children were being given diagnoses such as ADHD, Asperger's, um, dyslexia, and some forms of autism. So how is that an upgrade? One would ask. What I was discovering is that they're wired differently and it appears they're wired differently so they're not programmed back into the inaccurate and limiting 3D reality. So it's harder to program them, which seems to be a really good idea because then they can retain their multidimensional awareness far more easily if they're not forced into a belief system that's inaccurate. And we know that our 3D is inaccurate because we, you know, more and more.
1: Oh, you can you prose.
0: of abilities that are out senses, you know? um, We know that these these abilities we have, such as telepathy, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience, um, you know, intuition, Um, feelings and knowings about things, you can't quantify them in a 3D reality, but multidimensionally, these are very accurate for many people when they allow themselves to be open to that kind of awareness, which I believe is part of who we are, but it's been, in many cases in Western society, it's been shut down because we're told you can't hear things, you can't see things that aren't, you know, aren't physical in the way that we see with our physical eyes. And yet many millions, I believe billions of people do this, but they don't talk about it often as not because they're afraid of judgment or people thinking they're crazy.
1: Yeah. Now, do you think, um, is, is the star seed, would you say that we have more star seeds incarnating or is the, are the aliens like literally upgrading our DNA with like the implementation of hybrids into our society, or is it kind of both? Maybe star seeds incarnating and alien DNA being introduced to our society. What would you say? I'd say it's probably all of that,
0: in the sense that those that relate to being hybrids are often the ones that have had added ET DNA to their parents' um, genetic uh, makeup. So that they will often say that, you know, they connect to a particular star system, such as the Pleiades or Andromeda or Arcturus or one of those, they feel really strongly they're not from here and relate very much to that star origin. There are others, star seeds, that have come in very aware that in some way they've been communicating with various intelligences. And if they're very religious, it may be that they see them as angels or, you know, some type of religious figure. But for others that don't have that belief system, they'll say, oh, that that's a light being or, or um, a star being from another system or whatever. But what's important here, Rob, is to understand that we're not just interacting with physical non-human intelligences, but intergenerate, uh, sorry, um, interdimensional, probably extra dimensional, probably trans dimensional, and probably some from our future, from our future. So we've got a real complexity of intelligence that is part of our part of our multidimensional matrix, if you like. And it's only when you become more accepting do you get to identify how they are interacting with you and who they are.
1: Um, and you talk about this event. You, you write about this, the event. Now, what I was thinking about this was, is this, does this have to do with like right now in our lives, like that we're privy to? We're privy to this awakening that's going on. That's like, that's kind of like a change in the whole planet. And is that kind of what you refer to as the event, this shift that's kind of taking place?
0: Actually, that's, I believe, separate. I think that what's happening is that we have been um, gradually upgraded by these intelligences that are benevolent, that want to see humanity use all its awareness, all its skills and become a far more loving, compassionate, ecologically friendly, um, you know, uh, intelligences or humanity. But the event Although I'm not certain, there are indications that there is something that's going to occur. And I talk about this, which has come very recently, um, came through initially a regression that I did for a a lady in the U.S. who had had experiences on board craft, which she remembered. And she remembers seeing some of her best friends on the craft as well. And what was interesting is that she wanted to know what else was it that was important Important about this because her friends even rang her up the next day and said we had this strange dream we were on a spaceship, um, so she she sort of had it confirmed. Um, but she said they gave me a message and they showed me some strange things. Um, she said, and I want to explore it. So what we did was we did a regression, and in it she saw her friends um, in the time of Atlantis where they were meant to be light workers and change the system there and it didn't work so they've all incarnated again now because the same scenario is is, has come up again oh no screen froze was shown plants that they were going to eat. Okay, we're back. Sorry, okay. I don't
1: know what's going
0: on. It's all right, it's all right. Um, what I'm going to tell you is pretty out there, but it may very well have a basis and tangible. and I'll explain in a minute. This lady was shown space arcs, buried under the water, under land, not just in Bermuda and Florida, but also in the Ukraine, in Russia, in Iran, in Egypt, and other places, and Australia. These space arcs have on them high technology and beings in stasis. And she was told they have also these plants that she was seeing that are going to help humanity with technology. Now, she was shown symbols. Now, what was weird about this, Rob, is that within a week, I come across Dr. Michael Sala talking to a whistleblower in the military in the U.S. called J—I've forgotten—it's J- J.P. J-P.
1: It's JP. He, it's, J.P. That's his guy that does all the military stuff for him.
0: J.P. Talking about space arcs. and she had seen this, and I didn't know anything about that till a week later. That this had come up with this other this whistleblower talking about the same things now what's interesting with her she's got more information but she actually astrally travels she does remote viewing and she's in a team of remote viewers one of them is a lovely guy called um, tony rodriguez who i know i've also met and know who was in the ssp they were doing uh, both remote viewing of not just the Bermuda one, Bermuda one where they found there is these beings in stasis but also beings being regrown because the, the craft are in fact intelligent. They are conscious and they were allowed in because they had obviously the right frequency and they saw these beings being grown. Uh, Tony told me about, about this and he said and there's no doubt that this is they're being activated and not just activated there in Bermuda, but also in other places around the world, including the one in Romania that they both found had this this huge arc under the ground, um, and same kind of deal. So to cut a long story short, I did a PowerPoint on it. To cut a long story short, there's more information coming up now about the Tree of Life and these plants that Beth was shown. She was
1: actually shown them. this is- You know what, Beth? Beth, Beth has been on my show, and, and, and I, she wanted me to ask you about this. The, the question I have from her, because she, she, she's in a text group with me, where I, I text Beth and she told me to ask you, she said, um, she, wait, let me find the, the this, is, this is right up, it says, this question's from Beth Noya, she wants to know your thoughts on JP, Dr. Sala, the seeds, arcs, uh, and uh, yeah, because, because what was, she was, Beth talked about the plants too, right? She talked about it on my show. What, 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 so I guess what I'm trying to say, Mary, is what does this mean for us? Like these space arcs and these plants, like what is, what is happening? Are we going through an evolution or what?
0: My feeling is, and after you know, discussing this with Beth and others, is that because they're being activated by consciousness, because plainly we've reached a point across the planet where we've reached that vibration that has triggered the activation of these um, arcs that they, um, and when I talked to Tony, he said the, the beings he was seeing that pilot the craft were half grown. He said, I bet within the next six months, even less than a year, they will be fully grown, which means the pilots for the arcs will be then activating the arcs. And what, what, what are they gonna do? They're gonna show themselves, aren't they? It's pretty obvious that's what they're gonna do. And when they show themselves and activate these other beings in stasis, I feel there's gonna be a whole shift in the power structure of this planet because everyone will see them. And I think this is what they mean by the event. Um, I don't know for sure, but what was so weird for me, Rob, was finding all of this out in you know via a regression with Beth to start with and having the same information coming up.
1: That's amazing with another, with another person, right? Oh, the screen froze.
0: With JP and our space arts are real. What I also want to add is when there was the, um, the, uh, in Iraq, where they had the um, war where it was supposed to be weapons of mass destruction. And I'm going to say this now, and hopefully it's okay to say it. Um, When I first heard about this, an intuitive who I greatly respect in England said, Mary, it's not about um, weapons of mass destruction. There is technology there that the US want. And Hassan um what was it, Saddam Hussein apparently had this technology which was going to change our world. And they actually went in because they wanted to get hold of it.
1: Um, Do you think and i technology? I'm sorry.
0: Yet what I'm going to say is, this was when the the whole war was happening. I happened to know someone in American intelligence and I said, is this at all possible that there might be some of this ancient technology that he's got that the, the U.S. want? And you know what he said to me? He said, Mary, don't talk about it, don't write about it, don't share it with anyone. In other words, shut up, <laughs> and that was when the, the war was, and I always remember thinking, so there was far more to this than what they're saying, and now we find out that one of the arcs may very well be in Iraq, you know, so if that's the case, it's they wanted the technology, and of course, the, the Baghdad Museum was raided um, that was another interesting part. So there was obviously other technology and it might be technology to do with portals. It may be technology to do with who knows, um, time travel or whatever. I mean, all of this is possible, um, but I don't know for sure. All I can say is that was a weird personal um, confirmation, if you like, that um, I knew that that was that accurate in some way. So uh, this is why I give it a lot of time and attention because it's come not through the standard channels, it's come through my own personal interactions with uh, individuals and knowing that they were had veracity. So the event may very well be that finally we're shown the technology, we're going to be given the technology from what I understand. What we also understand they've got plants, special plants and things that may very well be part of the healing um, of all the, the illness and diseases that have been orchestrated by certain groups on this planet to depopulate us, I suspect.
1: I, I would suspect that highly as well, too. But do you think that, that these arcs are going to like change? Our, like, are they going to take people off planet, do you think? Or are these arcs have like an energy to them? Like You know how they say the pyramids have energy to them, and like there's pyramids all over the world? Well, is that kind of like what these arcs are? Are they ener- energetic structures that are going to kind of help shift the consciousness of the planet? Or are they more like a physical vessel that's going to take people out of here? Or what, you know what I mean? Or what would you, if you had to guess, I know you can't really say for sure, you know?
0: Well, what the remote viewers have said is that they're, you know, we know a lot of the craft that enter our airspace are conscious. In other words, they have a consciousness and they are connected to the pilots of the craft. And they're physical. They're absolutely physical. Um, There's a lot of those that have seen the craft that have said, you know, that there is an intelligence with the craft and you have to be at a certain level of consciousness to activate them. And that's why I think the government has not had a lot of luck with finding out how some of them actually fly because they didn't have the ability to reach the same frequency. So I believe these are absolutely physical. Whether or not they're there to take us off the planet or whether they're there to help us with these sentient um, beings in stasis to rectify the, what's going on on this planet to actually rectify the ecology and the pollution? Because I'll, I think that the the children that are coming in, and one of them I remember telling me it was only ten, it was his first life coming to this uh, planet. He said that his he saw his mission as a center seed connecting to the center of the planet, and he's going to help with all the pollution. So here is a ten-year-old aware that he has the ability to help this planet in terms of the pollution that it's experiencing. Now, that's just one. Goodness knows how many others are in...
1: ...of co- the right children again. are
0: saying they've got skills. They've got skills, they've yeah, got skills to help. Out.
1: I was going to say that. It seems like these new, these new children are being uh, with a higher level of psychic ability, high level of intellect, like a higher care for the planet, as you said. Um, What have you been witnessing? And then then here's an an even bigger question, Mary. And I don't know if we talked about this last time. We have all these star children incarnating here, but do we have uh, teachers, counselors, um, people that are of of our ilk that can guide these children as well? Are we seeing that?
0: Well, that's another one, a, a sort of side to this, um, after I put my book out there, I've been contacted by many educators, teachers, psychologists, parents that you know are seeing these children in their work. And the reason they're recognizing them is because they're star seeds themselves in many cases. So they're saying, "I had all these difficulties when I was a kid. I see the problems with the educational systems and the way that we um, treat and help these." children that are seen in many cases as dysfunctional when in fact they're hyperfunctional uh, rather than dysfunctional and they have abilities that we, we're only just recognizing. So there is a movement of many of them connect and I connect educators and psychologists and have done who want to and, and, and some are writing books on what they're noticing with these children and how to help them and they're using their own intuition or their own connection to be guided in what ways to help these children so that they're not shut down, which many of them can be through the, the educational process of programming and what have you, or judgment.
1: Yeah. Because uh, one thing that I picked on, Bung, that you said is a lot of times these kids are labeled as having ADHD or that they, they'll be told that they have some kind of problem. So like how do we guide them to find their true starseed self and and embrace that like if some some a parents watching and they might think maybe my kids a little bit off but maybe they see some of these qualities in their child like what would what, what should they do what, you know what I'm trying to say yeah i
0: think the first thing is to listen to how the children talk about themselves and their experiences do they talk about you know going somewhere do they talk about how having awareness. they may The parents may not realise just how much they're experiencing and I have a questionnaire which I send to parents that want the questionnaire with questions they can ask their kids that will highlight maybe some of their awareness because parents often say well I don't know what to ask them because you know I don't know what's going on with them or whatever and because the child may only may think that oh everyone's the same that they're like them so they don't see it as unusual until the, you know, because some many of them are telepathic. And the reason why some of them are not talking early is because they're telepathic and they're sent to, um, you know, to voice coaches and and to people to help them to speak when they don't realise they're already telepathic and they don't feel the need to speak. So we've got to start approaching this in what's going on with the kids. How are they experiencing reality? And the only way we can do that is to... Um, let the child explain how they're experiencing things and the things they find difficult. I spoke to a teacher only the other day who works with these children in Sydney, and she said, Mary, part of my job is teaching them how to be human because a lot of the things we do naturally, they don't. They have to learn how we operate down here. Like it's, you know,
1: a culture shock. Yeah. (laughs) um we we had a question from a a subscriber uh she wrote um okay she says when this is from solar rays she's a really nice woman she says uh when people go on ufo craft in their etheric bodies what happens to their bodies on earth are the bodies empty of a soul does this make the body vulnerable vulnerable to roaming entities uh
0: that's a good question as far as i know generally the 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 um, astral body is 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 vacating. Obviously, the biological system. I suspect, in many cases, there is a protective mechanism to stop that being taken over. Oh,
1: the screen the intelligences on board. I'm back. Okay, you're back. I, I missed. I missed a bunch. can you repeat that? I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, from many cases that obviously go astrally, um, there seems to be some protective mechanism to stop that being taken over. But there have been cases where the individual's been aware that one of the you know intelligences or ETs may inhabit the body while they're um, not there to experience being human for a short while and then they will transfer back to the craft and the person um, uh, consciousness will return back. I think that there's generally a protective mechanism in most cases so that then, you know, they're not possessed as such. But there can be an agreement that the ET themselves can in inhabit that physical body for a short time to be to feel what it's like to be human just like they're off somewhere doing an experience on board craft
1: that's so cool now one thing i wanted to ask you about uh, i don't know if you get into this at all or do your experiencers have my lab abductions and then uh, to follow up on that question is and we, I guess we got to watch because it's YouTube, but still like I, I, it seems like this is like happening and like a, a woman from your country, Judy Carroll, she says that the the military has their own grays, that they yeah. they that are, that are the abductors. and do you agree with that and what, what do you think of the, all the mylab stuff? Well, first of
0: all, that's uh, the the big elephant in the room in ca- in many cases that you know those researchers don't want to go there. Nobody wants to think that we have our own military abducting people and treating them in this dreadful way of interrogation, drugging, raping, the whole, the whole bit. Um, and it's, it's absolutely real. And I have met many experiences that have had these, these kinds of things happen to them. And the one that I wrote the forward for was um, Facing the Shadow, Embracing the Light by Niara Isley where she talks about um, being on an underground bases, She was in the military herself, but abducted by the military, and talks about how she was treated um, under, uh, underground bases and what have you. She is one of many, many that have had these experiences. So for those that, um, that come out with their contact, often the greatest trauma has been that, rather than their ET side of experiences. It's been the MyLab. And it's very under-researched, um, I believe, because it's, it's targeting the military and the deep state and all the black budgets and all the, the kind of thing like that. And it is when people are the most traumatized. And also what um, Judy Carroll was saying is absolutely right. They have their own program life forms. That's greys and reptilians particularly. And we know about that. There's numbers of those talked about. The fact that they you know, that they create these program life forms to emulate people believing it's it's actually ETs when it's not, because they're just life forms. And there's been a lot of talk um, in um, various um, on the, on a series basis by um, I'm just trying to think of his name. Miles Johnson has um, interviewed many people who've seen these program life forms in the, in the UK as well. I have absolutely no doubt that this is going on because we know also, um, it's quite likely that not only that, there's lots of cloning going on that people are never told, of, told about um, and lots of other things. You so see, you're going, going a, down a really deep uh, rabbit hole here, but I would say that this has been, doing, been going on for a long, long time, far longer than most people realize. Certainly that's what my research is indicating.
1: Um, We had a question here. Rox wanted to know about Starseed. Rox is a subscriber. She wrote here, I have woke up telepathically talking to someone, felt my heart buzz with every word in my mind. Is that a good indication I'm a Starseed?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. If you're getting downloads and you're getting that kind of feeling and and understanding, you're being activated and, um, you know, a lot of those now are waking up to to that side of it. And particularly in the last couple of years has been a huge shift in people waking up and being activated because I think this is preparing us. Oh,
1: out again man they really don't want this information getting out
0: cuz as a, a... that ultimate oh, you you
1: had, you you froze again but, but we're getting really serious like interference so you must have some powerful information well it's frustrating
0: i can tell you that um, but you know what i'm really saying is that we are now in a really crucial time i believe where the old order is finally collapsing, even if people are not fully aware of that. And it's because the consciousness of the planet is now rising to a point where we've been waiting for this for a long time. And this is why so many um, new new generations of starseeds are coming in, because they're coming in with the abilities that are gonna be very normal, not only to them, but to us ultimately, because we've got it in our DNA too. We've just not become as activated as them. And everything will change because there won't be the ability to lie anymore because people will see right through you if you're lying. So that's
1: In the alien world, that's what they can all read each other telepathically, right?
0: Yeah. When When you've got children coming in, and I remember this wonderful lady telling me that her daughter was telepathic from birth. And she said, so she was reading everyone around her. And she says, She's still doing it, and she's three years old, and my problem is that I have to continually watch how I think because she's reading me, and she's, it's very tiring. <laughs> was mm-hmm. comment.
1: Beth, Beth, Beth just says Mary is a warrior lover. That's Beth Noyes, who did the, the regression with you or whatever, right?
0: Yeah. Wow. Beth's been wonderful by um, being prepared to share You know, her story. And and what was so fascinating was getting the validation that this was not just her own personal understanding that this is actually happening and, and coming through a number of people, which I think is gives it a great deal of credibility.
1: I, I would totally agree. And it seems like we're on the cusp of something like whether you call it the event or a shift in consciousness or or maybe like something, maybe the new age people call this, you know, transitioning to 5D. But it definitely feels like something is definitely changing. The paranormal is becoming more normal. People are starting to see more things. People are starting to have contact with spirits. People are having out of body experiences, near death experiences. Uh E.T. contact. I mean, it just seems like it's all happening right now, right? Well, if I go
0: on the numbers of people contacting me now where it might be half a dozen a week at one time some years ago, this is every day now, you know, and this is telling me something that something huge is is on the horizon because that in itself and the awareness of so many of them has been phenomenal. In terms of their their multi-dimensional awareness, what they're tuning into, who they're connecting with, the realization of their mission and the passion that goes with that. And the way that they're in all areas of society. I've got medical doctors, nurses, midwives, teachers, psychologists, psychiatrists, lawyers. I've got right across the board. This isn't just your odd farmer and housewife here. This is through all the different levels of society and cultures. This is the other thing, is that they may interpret it differently. But this is, you know, I get um, wonderful emails from all over the world. And to give you an example, in Chile, there's a wonderful veterinarian, veterinary surgeon uh, who wrote to me saying, she now can communicate with the, the animals that are brought to her to pass on information to the owners including the ones that have just died, the animals that have died. They have communicated to her and she passes the messages on to the the owners as well. And she says, I want people to know that I do this, Mary. She's got no problem with coming out and saying this is what I do. So there's a vet who's working multidimensionally without any issue about saying this is what I do.
1: What about the, the children? Like, what kind of abilities are you seeing in the in the in the in the, in the, the new kids that are coming in our in our consciousness or in our, our world? Is compared to you know like our generations? Like, is are the are the psychic abilities off the wall or what would you say?
0: Well, I think even with the older generations, they're being activated, and some of their abilities are quite incredible. But to give you an idea of what a another- she told me she was okay we're back um okay so this is an eight-year-old telling me that no nine sorry nine-year-old that told me she was a hybrid and she explained that she came from a water planet she was a water being she's now brought that energy into um, her human form so she's human and a water being and explained to me that that, that she understands she's a hybrid but explained to me that when she hears music she not only hears it as a frequency, but she can follow that frequency right through to the person who created it and what's actually going on with the person who created the music. So she can literally go and interpret that from that level of origin
1: wow wow and is is it, is it is it is it becoming more that people i've noticed this that people can feel and sense other people like i noticed that about my own abilities like i can sense what something else is do, someone else is doing like if like for example if my girlfriend has a problem like i know right away i don't even have to talk to her i already know something's wrong i can like pick up on that sense and like that seems like that's gotten stronger for me like and I can connect to other people, too. I know when something bad is going to happen. A lot of times, it's, I don't know if that's just instinct, but it seems like we're all being activated to some degree. Is that, is that right?
0: Absolutely. I don't think we've even begun to find out what we're capable of. Um, I, when I was talking to a lady uh, recently overseas, she told me that she can't look directly into someone's eyes. And I said to her, why? What's the problem for you? In doing that, and she says, because I get too much information, it's overwhelming. So she's literally reading someone, and 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 who they are and what they are, etc. And it's overwhelming for her because of the amount she can she can pick up by just merely looking into their eyes. So, wow! You know, just think of how that is going to change everything that's going on with how we're being manipulated and lied to and uh, et cetera, with all this propaganda and whatever. There's no chance. There's no chance they can do that. It's just, you know, it'll be water off a duck's back because we'll just know.
1: I totally agree i think this is what needs to change to like shift out the war machine type mentality you know like this 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 mentality that all we have to be in wars with other countries and like and it's for the future of humanity and resources are scarce and better go stock up on food before the store runs out i mean this is all just like bs to like get us in a fear mentality and that's one other thing i wanted to ask you about too Do you see with the contact phenomena that there's a fear agenda being pushed?
0: Absolutely. One of the things that has always come up is, you know, from the military is, and they've done it through the MyLab as well, scaring people through those experiences where they're seeing these program life forms and they're interrogating or making them feel that that's ET contact, that these ETs are bad and what have you. And I'll give you an account of a lady who remembers being um, laying on a, um, a, a gurney, and above her, in a huge projection, was a mantis being. And what she was being told over and over again, this being is bad, this being is evil, this being is bad, this being is evil. So she was being programmed to believe that the mantis were all evil in this underground base, for example. So they're doing their best to create a huge amount of fear, and of course, the word abduction. When the you know there have been some, most of the time now you don't hear that. What you're hearing about is experiencer uh, encounters, because out of the the 4,200 people that were um, that did the survey, what we, what came out of that? And remember, this, this is all conscious recall from these individuals that. 85% ultimately said they had a psycho-spiritual transformation. Now, you don't get that if, unless these beings are, for the most part, benevolent. You know, you wouldn't get that at all. Though only 15% were still in fear, and, and some of those, I suspect, were my lab. I'm not saying that maybe some there is a small percentage of self-serving. I don't know for sure because I don't have enough data for that. I only know in most cases what I'm seeing is a a total shift in a positive um, psyche and uh, uh, philosophy. And this is what we're, you know, out of that number, it's fascinating that you've got 85% saying, They've had a complete transformation, becoming more ecologically aware, more caring, more loving, more wanting to help the planet, um, changing their diet, losing interest in materialistic values. You don't have that if you've got uh, you know this dark agenda that is being thrown at us—that they're all evil and we should we should be aware of them. I believe we should be beware of humans that have got their own dark agenda because that is absolutely real and we know it is.
1: Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. Now, I wanted to ask you uh, w- real quick, like, do, do you agree with people like Elena Danan like to, to say we've been seated here and like that w- like, we, we've been seated by like 22 extraterrestrial races or I can't remember how many it is, but do you believe that as well? That like, we were like, you know, cause we always hear the stories of the Internaki and stuff, but do you think like we were tinkered with at some point and?
0: Um, I think that makes a lot of sense. And certainly the, uh, what we're seeing in the DNA manipulation, and uh, uh, there's no question that we're intelligently designed. Whether or not it was 12 species or 22, as um, some are saying, I don't know. But I do know that um, Command Sergeant Robert Dean, before he died, um, and he talked about being up on the craft, and he, he was shown there were at least 12 species that created Homo sapiens sapiens. And he also said something really fantastic. And this was very close to when he passed uh, passed on. He said, I was shown humanity's future. And he said, and it is glorious, was what he said.
1: Wow, that's amazing. I, I think a lot of times we have to just think it in our consciousness. And, and and that comes along going back to the fear agenda. If they have us in a constant state of fear or a fear agenda, then that it's going to shift the the consciousness of the planet one way, if we overcome that fear and we live like a, in, in a better way and, and get over the fear narrative, that will shift the consciousness another way, right? I mean, it's basic, right? Well,
0: anyone who's communicating telepathically or connecting to downloads or whatever will know that the only the, very, the most benevolent work with that higher level of frequency, which is you've got fear, which brings a lower level of intelligence to you. You've then got ego that also brings a lower level of intelligence to you until you transcend that to a higher frequency where you are only working from the highest um, levels of vibration, frequency of love, compassion, et cetera, et cetera. Then you are connecting to all the higher um, frequencies and intelligences interdimensionally as as well as extradimensionally. So it really is up to you to raise your consciousness to a point of trusting you've come here with a reason, you've come here as a, a soul, you've come with all the skills that you need, because that would be pointless otherwise, to come into, a, um, come into an incarnation without what you need. So you've come in with that, and it's, it's getting us now to finally realize that we are and have the potential to be absolutely incredible. And this nine-year-old in Sweden told me many years ago She said, Mary, human beings are amazing and brilliant, she said, but they've got to believe it first. So it's all about you trusting you and trusting your own resonance.
1: Yeah. One thing I wanted to cover with you, I don't want to take too much more of your time, but I thought this was really important to cover, was walk-ins, soul exchange, and soul swapping. Like Those are all similar, but like if you could explain that to the audience, I thought that was like the... The, the most interesting concepts before
0: well I probably do, you know a very limited amount of what can happen with the soul but what I've seen is certainly those that identify with a walk-in will say that the old they had an agreement before they came here as souls that one would incarnate what well, inhabit the physical body for a certain length of time to achieve certain goals And then there would be something that would would create the soul swap so that the other soul could move in uh, and take over. And that's usually because not both of them want to go through the whole life cycle, that they say that, you know, that the other one may need to just only be here for 15, 20 years. And then they're quite happy to relocate and leave and allow another soul in. It may be that they're part of the same soul grouping, the same monad, where they Not everyone realizes they're... Um... Okay, we're back.
1: Yeah, we're back. I didn't want to back. even say anything. <laughs> we're getting a serious interference.
0: Um, okay. So what it seems is there's an agreement between souls. that, that, that I, I'm, I'm thinking of one lady, um, Kaza, who says that she's from the 13th dimension. She's, a, she's actually a walk-in. And she explained that the other soul... Um, left so she could come in at a certain time because those in the 13th dimension they have to be in physical form to help this planet it's no good if they're just energy she said i needed to help by coming in in physical form so people could relate to me so that's often they've got a mandate they've got a purpose and they've come in as a as a uh, walk-in to do that
1: we have one question from the chat. Hi, Michael or Mikhail however you pronounce your name. Hello. He says, uh, "Hi again. Can you ask if?" And, and we won't take any. We won't take a lot of questions. I know. He says, "Can anyone or clients had physical contact when they're awake with closed eyes, blue portal open, and an alien leaned in and observed?"
0: Oh yes, that has happened. Um, I, I assume that with Mikhail, it's 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 something they've experienced. But absolutely, some of those that I have met have had that, that kind of experience. And I think it's getting more common as people are opening up and less freaked out by unusual things. And that's the other thing is that it's becoming more of the norm, that more and more are coming out with some of the most extraordinary things. And One lady was telling me that she she actually works in time, with timelines, that she's moved between different timelines and what have you. Um, so we're hearing some incredibly complex things that are coming out now. So all I can say is as long as they honor their own experience and not worry about whether somebody else thinks that's too crazy or not, because the only way we're going to know what our reality is about is when we share it and share it in its fullness rather than in a limited way because we're afraid people are going to think we're crazy.
1: My, my last question for you, this is a tough one, and maybe we can speculate, but I just want to see if, we, if any of your clients gave you any, like, clarification on maybe the similarities between our afterlife realm and the ET realm. Like if, if are, are, they, are they together? Are they with us in the afterlife? Or like, are we special? So we have a special afterlife. Do you know what I'm trying to say or, and that do you know, is that weird or no?
0: <laughs> well, I'll, I'll give you an example of something. I think it's all in those other dimensions and different frequencies. They're just different frequencies that we're talking about. I remember a 15-year-old explaining to me that he was having in his garden and he explained that this ET being was there and he saw three orbs of light. And he said, oh, that's granddad and great-grandfather and my great-uncle or something. And I said to him, how do you know what those orbs are? You know, And he says, I just know. And I said, so why are they here along with the ET? And he said, they're here so I won't be frightened. They're here to support me while i'm having my encounters and the fascinating thing was as the et went back up on the craft the three orbs of light went with it so these wow. grandfather and great grandma and great uh, great uncle and what have you went on board the craft with the being so make that what you will
1: it's all connected we're all yeah. we're all one yes I think that's really well said. Well, uh, if you could tell, thank you so much for doing this. This was awesome. We, and uh, if you could tell everybody where to find you and if they need your services, where they can get your services and all that stuff.
0: Oh, my website is acern.com.au. Google me. Um, I'm on Facebook. Very easy to find me. So any of those ways you can. Facebook is probably one of the better ones. But my website to maryrodwell.com.au as well.
1: All right. Well, thank you so much. This was awesome. I think we came up with a lot of cool stuff, and I think it's going to give a lot of people stuff to ponder on, And uh, and I'm excited for the future.
0: Okay. It's been a pleasure.
1: All right. Thanks, Mary.
0: Okay, Rob. Take care.
1: Until next Thanks. time.